It's another week, but most importantly, it's another year in the foyer reference household. It sure is. Happy 2023, my love. Happy 2023. Thank you, love and splooshes, to all of our friends and lovers that might have been with us since February of 2019 or made it all the way to where we are today. We fucking love yous. We appreciate yous. And would you believe, OT, Mm. the Foyer Reference Podcast is officially a Tomato Meter approved publication. Whoop, whoop. Wow, is that you (laughs) occupying the dance hall? It is. (laughs) It's very exciting. Thank you, everyone, for your support. We will be officially hitting four years of the podcast in February, and I don't know if our hearts or our cute little bodies can handle any more excitement. Let's get on with the show. Malaykum, friends and Jalebi baby lovers. Welcome back to the For Your Reference Podcast. You got your host, Katie. And Oti. Harness the Noor to navigate culture, religion, and post-colonial histories. Mm-hmm. Crush on the hunky slow-mo cuties with Miss Marvel this week. Wow, wow, wow. We are kicking off 2023 in the best way possible, friends and lovers. Yes, we are covering Miss Marvel. And we had the pleasure and the opportunity to have a lovely chat with Zenobia Sharoff. We're sure dead. Who plays Maniba. So that interview will be dropping later on um, in this week. So it's very exciting. We're hitting it in a big way, fam. And I think this might even potentially be the third Marvel film of the 200 plus episodes that we have of covering Marvel. Um, oh, actually, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, as well as Shang-Chi and now Miss Marvel. Yeah, we did Shang-Chi, didn't we? Yeah, if you've got the puzzle sets, you can tell the types of Marvel that we cover from and lovers. <laughs> Let's get into general stats and information. Miss Marvel is part of the run of shows that are available on Disney Plus that came out mid 2022. In regards to the actual series, it was created by Bisha K. Ali, who also was a writer for Four Weddings and a Funeral. And there was a lot of South Asian sort of storyline. So that kind of makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's real, you can sniff it out and you know. It sure can. Also, Interestingly, Bisha was also the exec story editor for Loki. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Um, there's a lot of credits. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of splooshes. I'm just going to get into it. I know, you know, Marvel is such a big, you know, sort of enterprise, but there's obviously people behind doing the work. So very quickly in regards to directing, we have Adil El Abi, Bilal Falah, Mira Minon, as well as Sharmin Obeid Chinoy. In regards to writing, we have Bisha K. Ali, Adrian Alfona, Aisha Buri, Will Dunn, Kate Gritmon, Josh Levine, Sophie Miller, G. Willow Wilson, A.C. Bradley, Matthew Chauncey, Sabir Pizada, Fatima Asgar, Freddie Cyborn, as well as Sana Amnamat. Wow. Well, let's get into first impressions, OT. How did you feel about it? Obviously, we will talk about, you know, the Marvelisms. We'll talk about representation. But just generally, how did you feel about the show Miss Marvel? I was pleasantly surprised 
um, as the angle the show took. I didn't expect it to go that deep into teaching us the culture behind it. Yes. I was I was surprised. I was intrigued. I was taken by it. Um, it's something that I didn't see coming. And wow, it hit me right in the center. And I was like, yes, give it to us some more. Educate us. Some might say that was a satiable soundbite, OT. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's one of those things that you wouldn't expect, well, in the Marvels of old, or at least in superhero stuff, I wouldn't expect that level of detail. The Marvels of very old. Are you an archivist? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect that level of detail to, to, to be put on a show in terms mm. of actual culture. And I I was there for it. I appreciated it. I think I learned a few things that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And wow. And Iman, ask Kamala. Wow. First time acting, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the show's ability in being able to draw post-colonial histories that are hard to talk about, as well as being able to navigate teen angst. Mm-hmm. The the authenticity and the performances really draw out the themes that were aimed for in this show. I also feel like the tackling and the representation was very effortless in this show as well. Um, also, in regards to the cast, we have Iman Vellani, Matt Lintz, Zenobia Sharoff, Yasmin Fletcher, Reese Shah, as well as Mohan Kapoor. Wow, wow, wow. What a cast. What a cast indeed. I want to get into the marvelisms, you know, of this film. And even while you were talking in your first impressions, you know, whether it was going to go that hard because it does talk about, you know, Britain's sort of powers occupying India at the time and then splitting them into, you know, the Dominion of India as well as the Dominion of Pakistan, which is a relatively new history I can possibly say for both of us, right? Um, when we think about Black Panther, it it was like, for me, it was a no-brainer that it was going to address slavery, mm. right? And it's, it's so cool to know that, you know, perhaps we haven't got in the context of the comics, but it's cool to know that at least in the TV show, especially because it is being geared towards a younger audience, that they're not pulling the punch and they're actually exploring that as well. Oh, 100%. Especially when you're live in a world where people are doubting or trying to cover up what history really happened. So involuntary relocation, right? Yeah, 100%. I think it's it's important that it does happen and for us to see it. How does this sit for you in the Marvel, I guess, as you said, as a Marvel archivist in the days of old? It feels fresh. Mm. It feels fresh. Uh, I think seeing a different array of cast and people um, and storyline. Because we adds- can also point out everyone existed. It was whether they were casted on the screen or not. A hundred percent, you know, it, it adds that layer. And I think I was there for it. It, it just adds to the enrichment of what um, the MCU would look like. And I know mm. that in the coming months, we'll be seeing the Marvels, which yes. will have the cons as well. So Shout out to Zenobia for giving us the drop in Woo-hoo. the interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. Iman, Alison Brie, Tiana Paris, as well as Nia DaCosta. Thank you very much. Take my money, please. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this. I think the core of why I enjoyed this show so much was the cultural religious aspect. Um, you know, because the, the, the themes are universal, 
But there is that hunger. And, you know, we even talked about it in the interview as well. Like I'm a Pacific Islander, but all brown people's success. Thank you very much. All brown people representation. <laughs> like I loved seeing it. And there were so many moments in this show that I got very emotional and, you know, many, many hours of unpacking, I'm sure. But even just to see, you know, this Pakistani Muslim South Asian family be able to navigate dynamics of life being immigrants and, you know, every sort of in experience in between. I absolutely loved being able to explore that inside of the show. Um, I, like, you know, I, I, I've famously, unfamously on this podcast have talked about not necessarily latching on to the Marvelisms only because you can't necessarily deliver a, a story of real true depth. Right. Mm. And even your Black Panther Killmonger isn't safe from that because I talked about how it was oil and water trying to address, you know, slavery and have, you know, Letitia Wright, Shuri's character, character being like, look at those shoes, you know, like tonally, it didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me. Um, and also given the fact that this is also a young audience as well, I do understand that, um, you know, there, 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 there's a need for the tonality. There's a need for the way it gets addressed. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of it because I like to dig deep into like human experiences, but that's what I get when we focus on the family dynamics. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, friends and lovers, maybe I was just deprived of slow-mo hunky cuties in my um, teenage years. <laughs> Kamala brings a lot of heart and there's also something very interesting about the character of Miss Marvel. Spoiler, 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 Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. One of my favorite sort of scenes is with Yusuf, you know, her dad, where they're sitting on the roof and, you know, talking about the way that her name came about. Kamal in Arabic means perfection, but in Urdu it's more about being a wonder, being a marvel, Miss Marvel and it hit me Roll on a credits. <laughs> it hit me on a good day. I was feeling all of the feels um that I needed to feel, but I do want to focus a little bit on the actual law of Miss Marvel and her character. Mm. You know, there there's something that's talked about in the show of you know, being able to harness, being a conduit, like the Bengal, being a conduit to Noor, which, um, you know, I think even in African cultures, but in Pacifica um, sort of cultures, that's known as like the manna. It's that energy that you harness within, you know. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. It wasn't vibranium, right? It was Noor inside. Yeah, it was inside. And I think the Bengal just acting as a conduit and being something that unlocked it in her. Yeah. Well, sort of the good thing about it, you know, as uh, her as being Miss Marvel, we, I think it was important for her not to just get her powers from the bangle or the bangle being the most important thing about her, you know, chop her arm off and then what? Yeah. So it was... What kind of Tarantino <laughs> screenplay are you writing? Can the kids keep their arms OT or not? Are you I'm the anti-metaverse? I'm just saying, villains will come here with the same idea. You the know? metaverse gets legs and you remove the arms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, 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 it's a cool sort of concept. And just seeing it out, how it was all laid out, the CGI looked good. Yeah. 
you know, it's very colorful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, speaking of very colorful, very vibrant, I want to talk about the family dynamics. Um, I, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, you know, friends and lovers, if I can reference, you know, other episodes that we've done, when I talk about, you know, it's real and you understand it, you know, four blocks I talk about all the time, um, because it's the first sort of iteration and there's also Rami as well, but you know, focusing on four blocks, it's the first sort of example that I saw of, you know, a Muslim family and also following them inside of the mosque as well. Um, I think for a lot of us and speaking for myself growing up in a Mormon slash Christian, you know, sort of community, you're so used to seeing, or even just like on like, um, you know, American slash global cinema, you see a lot of like, you know, inside of the Catholic church and, you know, that sort of thing. But when it comes to like Muslim representation, there's not a lot of that, right? The ins and outs, the ups and downs inside of the mosque and outside of the mosque. So um, I, I do think about four blocks, but I also think about Pachinko as well, because like we're talking about the history, the real history um, that gets talked about in this show that I thought was very effortless, by the way. Mm. I'm sure I'm sure there are some non-gender film bros that don't necessarily feel the same way, but it felt very effortless in talking about like the post-colonial and like the partition as well. It reminded me of Pachinko. Right. Because you see the the melding and the the dissonance between identity, ethnicity, nationality, and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all sploosh at Shah Rukh Khan's altar. <laughs> Everyone did. Even when they were in the car, Kamala and Haram.Kamran, <laughs> solid line. Even when they said SRK, I was like, I know who you're talking about. Wow, look at you. I was this close to following my Indian co-workers when they went to go and visit Shah Rukh Khan when he had an event in Australia, but I did it. I know you did. There are pictures out there. I might never have come home, <laughs> too. <laughs> Let's explore the family dynamics of the show. Um, you know, far be it for me to focus on the family dynamics and not the marvelisms or the angsty sort of teenager stuff, but this is really where I found a lot of the interest, especially for me. Um, in this show, I guess let's let's start with the head of the family. Let's talk about Yusuf. What did you think about the dad? What did you think about him in his Hulk costume, him supporting Kamala and just being that calming presence? He was very different from the mom. You know, mm-hmm. he was more weirdly enough. He he seemed more understanding and more willing to be uh, Kamala's to go to Kamala's aid, yeah, or to listen to Kamala's needs. Mm-hmm. Not that the mother wasn't just. No, I think it's like a daddy's little girl yeah, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to see, especially for an ethnic family, you know, that that who can relate. Yeah, that means a lot. <laughs> so seeing something like that build on screen, it creates such a, a vibrant, it, it gives space for Kamala to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And to have a safe landing when everything else goes against her, which we know did and would. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I love that he was there in those moments. The Hulk scene. 
<laughs> just very cute. Um, but, you know, there's definitely some, you know, more harder sort of subject matter that gets explored in the show. But like you said, Yusuf, it was like that anchor that Kamala could always go back to. Mm. Something that I thought was quite interesting was the relationship between Kamala as well as Maniba, the mom. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of depth there. Um, and it was really interesting because I think when we first meet, you know, Kamala as well as Maniba, it's very much set up in a way that you would expect ethnic sort of mother and daughter sort of dynamics or mother and child to go. It's like, do this because I told you to do this. Don't question that. Yeah. And we start to see we start to see a departure of that. We start to see a, a strengthening of understanding who Maniba is beyond being a mother as well as who she was as a wholly realized character. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was an interesting line um, that I just want to talk to for a bit where Maniba is talking to Kamala and they're in the bathroom and they, I think this is what the first sort of breakthrough sort of scenes that we see the, between the two of them. And Maniba, you know, she's like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the head on the shoulders person that we raised you to be? Or you want to be a head in the cloud sort of person? Mm. And for most cases, we know what is chosen for us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. That is correct wording. Yeah. Yeah. um, And the... (sighs) And this is a weird thing because Muniba and Kamala have this, you know, you could tell Muniba will be the disciplinarian in the household. Yeah. But she still was willing to, you know, give ear to Kamala yeah. and to listen to, you know, when Kamala was trying to express herself and say, oh, we need to go to Pakistan so that we yeah. can learn more about, you know, even if it's the grandmother asking them to go there, you know, it, it, many a times it gets nah, we're not doing that. You know, you have yeah. school, you have studies, you have whatever. So it was intriguing to see how paving way for Kamala to, you know, be, go to Pakistan or even at the plane or the other plane. And she's like, let's call it a truce, you know? Yeah. Um, no one wants to be in the middle seat, by the way. Yeah. That's some weird ass booking. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm but also to- airlines are trying to do like middle seat lotteries so they can try and entice people mm. to sit in the middle seat. But that's kind of on you, bro. I would never, man. I'd, I'd rather walk. Unless, <laughs> unless you were doing your own film and it was a rom-com and you were running to the airport and that was the only possible seat, that's on you. We don't feel bad for you if you sit in the middle seat of an airport. Not even. Me with my long-ass legs, I would not fit there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but to go back to that scene, I feel like there was an extra layer there because when Maniba was talking to Kamala, there was, there was a certain sense of experience and wisdom wisdom and knowledge in that even if Maniba agreed with Kamala, she's like, but this is the world we live in, my love. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you kind of need to pull your head in. Yeah. There has to be that acceptance that we can all have our heads in the cloud, but reality does bite back. And when it does, it's not that you're all shocked and perplexed that, oh, this shit happened. Yeah. You're prepared for that. And you know, at least you have people around you that could carry you through. You know what I also really liked about this show? Usually in these sorts of shows, you never see the parents again. But again, because a lot of the quality comes from the family dynamics, Maniba is very much involved in the shaping of Miss Marvel. Mm. Even a bigger involvement than Aunt May with Spider-Man, I'd say. Wow, look at you with your references. Mm-hmm. How's Tobey Maguire doing? Is he still good? Oh, oh, yeah. It's only Spider-Man, we know. He's still rolling down the street? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
Um, there was also another line that I thought was quite interesting with Maniba. And, you know, she talks about, about being alone and learning to let her family love her. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's something that you can only say if you've been through some shit. <laughs> 100%. But again, it adds more layers in understanding, you know, who she is. And, you know, you made a joke while we were watching, but it actually made me think maybe it did skip a line. Do you think the Norse skipped a line or do you think Maniba has the potential to harness that? I don't know. It just seems like the grandmother's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you, I'm going to get anything from this. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's already innately in you. Yeah, maybe it's within us somewhere. What did you think about Kamala? You know, the the story and, you know, the brother Amir talked about every Pakistani's got a partition story, right? And they were talking about Sana, they were talking about the grandmother and they were talking about the great-grandmother Aisha as well, right? How do you feel that a story that's so integral to the family, that a person that actually saved the grandmother was Kamala? It was like an Ant-Man time loop. Oh, a lucky time travel. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know why I went for the lower-hanging Ant-Man fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty good to see. I think even the backstory of... Aisha and seeing how she transferred everything, you know, how she went through uh, her journey and how she got to Sana and what she fought for to protect Sana and all that. But can I just say, you need to be 10 out of the 10 in the face to be trampling on roses and find yourself a man and have a baby. (laughs) Yeah, have a baby Bobby, man. Be a millionaire. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But there were also some really real themes there as well um you know talking about the divide about the british colonial officers that were there and you know um you know it's even shared in there of you know them not buying the flowers or you know doing business with them because they're muslim and you know wanting to or at least understanding the significance of having to move even though it's your home and it's all you knew and it's all you have to give to sana you need to move because it's not safe here real talk though Mm. so the clandestine yeah I don't even see them as bad people, to be honest. Oh, you waited. You waited for the real ones to stay on the podcast. All right, okay. No, I'm just saying, for all they want to do is for them to go back home. Okay. Damn the consequences. But by them going home, it destroys humanity, my bro. It's not their fault. <laughs> wow. Of all the complexity, that's that's your hill to die on. Uh, they just want to go home. All right. They just want to go home. Okay. They want to use the bangle to go back home. If if the energy is too much for us to handle, it felt as if, oh, the clandestines are this really bad people. But when you listen to what they want to do, they don't even want to... If, if there was a different way of going back that didn't involve destroying us, they probably would find... They probably would be happy to take that option. Yeah. All they want to do after thousands and thousands of years being trapped here, they just want to... I want to be clear. I'm saying yeah, but I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> I was just saying it. I'm just letting you finish your thought, but... <laughs> That's that's a very interesting take. <laughs> that's a very interesting take, my love. Um, 
I would say that, you know, I, I think a lot of what we're talking about are the most compelling parts um, of Miss Marvel, but I think we should also do the fan service and do what the friends and lovers came for and talk about the teen sort of angst. Um, but I do want to focus a little bit on quality as well. Nakia's character is very interesting um, and it was cool to see her run for the board in the mosque as mm. well. Um, that, you know, even the way she was wriggling, she was moving and shaking and getting her, you know, voting buttons out and that sort of thing. She had a very interesting um, line of dialogue and she talked about how, you know, she's too white to be Muslim, but she's too Muslim to be white. Right. Or some, something to that sort of sentiment. Um, and I really, I really enjoy that because again, I love the depth that they bring into the show, but I'm also conscious that this is a younger audience and I love that they have a character like Nakia and they also had dialogue like that. Yes, because we see she wears it on the sleeve, mm-hmm. you know, she, she wants to stand up for what she believes in. She, even when they were in the mosque praying and, you know, Kamala's like, oh yeah, we should be, why is there a petition? Why, why can't we be there in front of the man, yeah. you know? Um, and Nakia's like, we can change this if we, you know, if you're part of the board. Yeah. And and you get to see her sort of grow like that and throughout the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's cute that they're besties and they get to do life together. Mm. Speaking of doing life together, thoughts and feelings about Bruno. Was he not just the Martin Freeman equivalent in this film? <laughs> oh, Master Simp. <laughs> <laughs> Big Simpin. Yeah. Oh, but he's a genius, I guess. Yeah, he does everything for Kamala, all the technology needs, you know. Um, But the weird thing with him is he doesn't want to shoot his shot. I think he tries to. You don't shoot your shot by not saying anything. He just doesn't do it like... With the same intensity that Kamran does it. You gotta be friend zoned. <laughs> That's what you gotta You wanna be. see them get married and have children and still be pining after her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but at least he's a good sort of would he be a two RC? <sighs> Not really. That's generous. <laughs> 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 he would be scrappy do on the side cut. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the simpai see. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he, he he at least holds it down, even though he has this he has this good opportunity to go study in uni or something. And he lingers, you know, he's like, I wouldn't leave until we figure it out, you yeah. know. And that's how he rolls, I guess. Like, hey girl, could I be Mr. Marvel? <laughs> see, that easy. <laughs> I don't think that would work, though. You should get writing credit. Just that. Just that. Um, From simp to simp, what do you think about Kamran? You know what I also really enjoyed as well? When they were caught by Amir and the fiancé at the time, they were playing it up as if they were cousins. Mm. I've never been in this scenario, but I have many, many in my circles that have played the same game, OT. If George R.R. Martin has taught us anything... A cousin is a f- step way too removed. <laughs> Pretty getting, much living in a different galaxy. <laughs> getting closer to the gene pool. I need to feel the same chromosomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you think about Kamran as a character? And we've already said spoilers of him potentially embodying the evil of his mother. Well, he, he really didn't embody it quite quickly, did he? 
Because even he went against the mother to save Kamala. So it's not like he yeah. he was like, oh, I'm going to be a bad guy. No, he he went out of his way, surprisingly so, at least to me, to save Kamala from the mom immediately after yeah. Kamala was being targeted and helped her escape. So all this him turning into, or oh, he'll probably turn into the villain. Mm, I don't know. I feel like... It was a big gap to fill, right? Mm. Um. But I would also say, because I know that the clandestines have like lived for centuries, but my understanding of Kamran is that he's just a kid. So he hasn't lived centuries. He's not like, what's our little, not little girl's name in Doom Patrol? Dorothy. Spoiler, 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 but we have covered Doom Patrol, so it's on news if you keep going. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. She's like hundreds of years old, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think Kamran is like a teenager. Like I yeah. don't think think he's lived thousands of years mm. however he was too fucking naive i'm so sorry like i understand embodying the evil otherwise known as generational trauma like i understand that your moms weren't coming back bro like <laughs> she left bruv <laughs> even when bruno was like i don't know i if i was bruno i would keep that shit to myself but bruno took it upon himself to be the messenger and be like hey she's not coming back and he's like yes she is it's like nah <laughs> true true Ed. oh generational trauma hadouken eh <laughs> <laughs> Fatality indeed, OT. <laughs> I want to quickly talk about the red daggers. I think they add another extra layer. And I know I, I should be minding my business and focusing on the family dynamics. But if we're going to have Kamala be with someone, it should be him. Okay. Not Bruno. We You've don't be- talk about Bruno. Did I do it? <laughs> do I win? Did I do a reference? <laughs> Wow. Okay, I hear you. Well, I get it. I get it. I get why you'd say that. I also want to give a baby shout out to Arian Moyad because we love him and everything we see. And we're also very excited for Succession. But he's just a lovely man and I just wanted to shout him out. Mm. Actually, before we leave here, um, shout outs to our Figueroa because we know you're not that character, but ooh, we that character. (laughs) (laughs) thank you friends and lovers for joining us for getting on to 2023 together we fucking love you so much we're going to finish off in a segment we call for your reference ot if you want to stay with your time jumps and loops i would reference loki nice in that sort of batch, the second, because WandaVision was top tier. Top, top tier. All of the Hotep um, memes of Vision with that gold chain and the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's a litmus test if you're on black Twitter or not, friends and lovers. Or you're just black on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the residential black on Twitter, OT. <laughs> Um, We had such a lovely, beautiful chat with Zenobia And it was so nice to revisit the big sick So I will reference the big sick Kamal Nanjiani as well Crossing over into Marvel with the Eternals And all of that And not Chippendales That was some shocking stuff Oh, very excited (laughs) to talk about the Chippendales Mm. If you would like to see where OT chips his Dale On Twitter and Instagram We're at FOYOREFON Write us an email at hellofopodcast.com We're also on Catch Us on Tomato Meter Approval Criteria Podcast if you like to leave a rating and review. And we'll see you guys next week. Tomato Wankers! (laughs) Bye.